All right. Welcome to another edition of the Current Era Podcast. I am your host, Julian. And today I am talking about a subject that is relatively new to me, but it is a show that I know a lot of people are interested in. Um, I kind of got bullied into doing this podcast by everybody I know because they just love this topic. And that topic is Game of Thrones. So I'll be the first to admit, um, I never watched Game of Thrones before I started this podcast. I never really had any attention to, but um, I am currently in the middle of season three and the show is okay right now. Um, I can't say it's the greatest show I've ever seen, but I mean, I've only seen three out of seven seasons. So that's how it goes. But uh, I did want to do a pod with my brother, uh, the NBA expert and Game of Thrones enthusiast, and also Mandala, who is my movie expert and another Game of Thrones enthusiast. Uh, I got both of them together with myself, and we did a podcast about the first two seasons of Game of Thrones. Um, we do go into full spoilers, so this is your spoiler warning. Spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. We talk about everything that happened in Game of Thrones, season one and season two. And we also talk about things that we can look forward to in season three. So if you have not seen Game of Thrones, this is your spoiler warning. You need to back out now, okay? Because we're going to get deep cut, or as deep cut as they can. Um, so yeah, man. I mean, you know, I, I'm, I, I can't say I'm, I'm a huge fan as of you know right now, but I, I do like the show. I mean, I, I think the show is interesting. Uh, I do think the show has some things that it can build upon. But like I said, you know, I'm only in season three out of seven. So, you know, maybe when I or if I get to season seven, I'll think the show is, is as fantastic as everybody else does. But as of right now, it's just OK. But um, I was happy to do this podcast. Uh, I, I know my brother is a huge, huge fan of the show. I know Monolith is too. So they had a ton of fun talking about it. They uh, they enlightened me to a lot of things about the show. And I, I think I enlightened them to some things. You know, they, they were surprised that I paid attention to so much. But, you know. I do this, okay? <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm a fan of movies. I, I'm a fan of television. So when I watch something, I pay attention to detail. And uh, that was something that they commented on during the pod, which you'll hear. But yeah, guys, this was a really fun episode. Game of Thrones, season one, season two. Uh, I really hope you enjoy this episode, guys. And please remember to uh, like, subscribe, and review. Leave a review for me. Please leave a review. Give me five stars. And, uh, you know, make sure you download the episodes or just subscribe and it'll download automatically for you. Thank you so much, guys. Let's get to the episode. Okay, so welcome to another edition of the Current Era Podcast. I'm your host, Julian, and today I have two special guests on. I have the film expert, <laughs> Mandala, back on, and I also have my brother, Javar, back on to help us talk about Game of Thrones. Javar is joining us via Skype. Javar, what's going on out there in the world, man? How you doing? Hey, what's up, guys? I'm excited to talk about Game of Thrones. Julian, it's about time you're getting into it. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I watched the first two seasons, grudgingly, I might add. But um, the, the series finally got good with the season two finale. So, um, you know, I, I can't say I'm a diehard yet, but I'm, I'm actually interested in the series now. So that's good. Um, Mondi, what's going on with you, man? How you been? 
Um, what's going on? You can refer to me as Mandala of the House of Targaryen, the first of my name, <laughs> the Unburnt, King of the Andals. Okay, stop. Okay, yeah, okay. But yeah, I'm doing great. Um, Javar, just want to let you know your sports takes are amazing. <laughs> oh, thank you, thank you, welcome, man. Thank you. Your movie takes are amazing. I'm, I'm, I'm excited for this one to bounce some stuff off you. Sounds good, good, man. Sounds good. I'm ready. All right, fellas. So let's let's go right into it. So this. What, what we're going to mainly discuss is the first two seasons, because that's pretty much all I've seen. Um, spoiler warning to anybody that's listening. Uh, th- this is meant to catch everybody up for the season eight premiere that's coming out um, at April 26th, I believe. Um, oh, April 14th is when it comes? Mm-hmm. Okay, dang. All right, so yeah, April 14th. So uh, get ready. Hmm, winter is coming. Hmm. Is, is that still a catchphrase? Definitely, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. okay. Well, winter is here now. Yeah, yeah. Well, oh. well, well, well okay, yeah. Well, mm-hmm. spoilers thanks okay <laughs> so, all right so we're gonna stick with game uh game of thrones season one season two let's so let's let's just do like a general introduction to the series so for me diving into the series i had no idea what it was really about so mm-hmm. i had seen a lot of spoilers online i had seen a lot of posters i had seen trailers here and there but i still had no idea what the series was about so javar in your own words can you tell somebody that hasn't seen this series what the hell it's about well it's a the best way to describe it is it's an epic medieval fantasy series um, that has a lot of political, religious undertones, um, has a lot of characters, a lot of storylines, and it has something for everybody. And it just expands and evolves over time, a lot of character growth. Um, I mean, at the end of the day, it's about a whole bunch of people trying to fight for political power, trying to gain, trying to, it's a game of thrones. That's what it's about. People mm-hmm. trying to make power moves. And a lot of things evolve over time. Um, the first couple seasons uh, are actually setting that up. Like that's the main focus is is okay. on uh, expanding the world and and introducing the characters and establishing the factions and the politics that's going on. Gotcha. Okay. And Mondi, what about you? How would you describe this series? Yeah, I have very similar you know thoughts to him. But basically, it's about yeah these houses. Houses are you know families that have been you know that have been around for generations and they gain power and they're all fighting to gain control of westeros which is basically a landmass where all, all the seven kingdoms are which you, mm-hmm. you know there are more kingdoms technically with the main seven kingdoms and they all just want to sit on an iron throne located in, on king's landing and okay. so yeah it's like he said it's a game of thrones people are just trying to make power moves constantly right to, get to that, that throne and yeah that's so that, that's something that when when i was watching the series that's something that i noticed a lot is that it's a lot of like backstabbing and betrayals to get that i think uh cersei like actually said something along the lines of uh you know you got to have power in this game of thrones i, I like how they, they they have to say the episode title in every episode i think that's like really hilarious <laughs> but um but yeah i'm actually uh, surprised you, you noticed that already oh of course look man i am a I I I love film and I love TV, so I I study things like that. Um, if it happens, I'm going to notice it. <laughs> let me uh, let me ask you then: Have you noticed anything special about the introduction? It changes. Yeah, it changes. I've noticed. Um, I so in the introduction, I talked to Mandela about this, but the introduction was something that was like really annoying because when you know the, the well it well that but the the first the first few episodes i didn't know what any of this crap was like i didn't know what king's landing was i didn't know what winterfell was mm-hmm. i didn't know what the house of the targaryen for i didn't know what i didn't know what none of that was it was just words to me um but i mean pretty i think i mean i i noticed that it was changing but i didn't really catch on to it until like maybe halfway through the first season because i mean like i said like to the first few episodes i have no idea what all these names are yeah so 
I couldn't tell you if it was changing then. It may have been, but I like I, I didn't know. <laughs> but, so, but even the score didn't catch you. The what? The amazing score. No. Mm-hmm. Key stop. <laughs> yeah, that's classic, man. You tripping? You're gonna love it by yeah. the end, by in a couple seasons. You know, well, I'm sure. Like, I told him the same thing. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, you know, after after I hear it a few times, I'm sure that you know I'll uh I'll you know be on it. But uh, as of right now, it, it's fine. But I'm 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 more sort of tolerate the opening because they keep changing things and they keep adding uh, adding things and you know stuff like that, which which is really cool. Like I I, I enjoy that that they do that. Have you uh, noticed that different characters have different have their own music? Like their background music? Yeah, their own like theme music and background music. No, and you know something. It's funny you mentioned music because I feel like this show doesn't have a lot of music in the show that, that I've noticed. Um, I, I don't know. Um, maybe, maybe I'm not paying attention hard enough to that, but I like in in any other show I watch. I, I I love theme music, like you know, like uh, for for Dragon Ball Z, Vegeta has his classic, doom. You know, he has his classic music. Uh, even on the Flash, you know, he has his. So mention the Flash, wow. <laughs> of course I did. Like you know. the Lord of Light and and you know the Red Woman. I mean, we'll get to that, but in season mm-hmm. two, but like um, she has her own unique music. Well, they have their own unique music. The Lord of Light theme. Okay. Uh, the Lannisters have a distinct theme. Daenerys has a has her own heroic theme that she has. Uh, I haven't noticed it. I've I've noticed more of the absence of themes than I've noticed themes themselves. But which that's is just something me. to try to pay attention to more. I mean, yeah, it's, it's so, not it's not it doesn't hit you in the face. But I just I wanted to also touch on it. Yeah, I mean this is a show that it is it's, it's kind of daunting, right? Because they throw so much at you, so many locations, so many characters. So you were kind of mm-hmm. touching on that when we were talking over the uh, the intro theme. Yeah, but so to you as someone that just jumped into it, where did you feel overwhelmed at first? Um, I I didn't, I didn't feel overwhelmed because I am someone. I mean, in, in, you know, my opinion, I feel like I watch a lot of TV and I watch a lot of film to where I can take in all this information. But it was it was more annoying than anything because I I only cared about certain storylines, but there's like ten going on at once, so. They would show five minutes of a storyline that I cared about, and then I wouldn't see that storyline progress for another two or three episodes. That was something that was really annoying to me. Um, but yeah, I mean the 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 amount of storylines was just it was just more annoying than um, confusing. I mean, I I understand everything that's happening in the show. I just don't necessarily care about everything right now. But well, yeah, as for me, actually, it was pretty overwhelming for me though. Like really, yeah. Like when I first watched, I was like, this is. What is what is House Aaron and you know like yeah but but that's what I've come to love the complications and the the, the complexity of the show mm-hmm. is like it makes the world feel so lived in when you have all these you know all this history about the Andals and all that stuff it just makes the world feel so so alive and I really appreciate that now yeah now mind you uh, when did you start watching it did you start when it first started or no I, no I didn't I, I kept seeing okay this is actually kind of embarrassing but. The reason, the reason why I started watching this show was because I kept seeing pictures of Daenerys, and I was like, okay. <laughs> I was like, okay, this wow. girl. <laughs> I was like, all right, you know what? I'm gonna just give this show a chance. She, she <laughs> fine. So I start, I started watching it, and I, I'm so glad I did because now I think it's the best show of all time, in my opinion. And it's so much more than just looking at Daenerys. Because <laughs> now you got Masande, but yeah, keep going. Yeah, yeah I don't know who that is. So spoiler, thanks. <laughs> I started pretty early. I started. Um, like midway through season two, 
My, my buddy, oh, wow. uh, he, my buddy started, and he he um, like he was he's been talking about it and talking about it, and I I caught like a, a snippet, and I was like, all right, let me check this out because he he just kept talking about it, and I was like, all right. And he usually he's usually right about things. He put me on a lot of different shows and, and video games and stuff. And man, I was I was hooked. I mean, it was overwhelming. It took I had to like pretty much rewatch it. Like it, it's almost I feel like it's it's you have to rewatch at least season one and season two to mm-hmm. like really get an understanding because by the time you just really get into it and you really start loving this show, you're gonna want to go back and touch on the history and stuff that you missed. Like because they they do a lot of little snippets, a lot of little backstory that it's, they just sneak in there. Right. Yeah, so, I agree. I am. Um, so the, the 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 good thing for me about that is that Avi hasn't watched it yet. So I'm sure I'll get another opportunity to rewatch season one and two when I watch it with her. Um, so that's good for me. But um, so, Mondi, you, you kind of touched on it a little bit earlier, but there's a lot of different regions and, yeah. and kings and there's there's can you can you like explain it for me? Because I still don't fully understand. So like. There's King's Landing, in, mm-hmm. and in King's Landing lives uh, Joffrey and his mother Cersei, right? Like, they're like the king of everything? Is that how it works? Well, they're the king of Westeros. Okay, so basically, the, the world is kind of split up into, like, two continents, I guess. Okay. Um, yeah, Westeros and Essos. Okay. Essos is, well, Westeros is severely smaller than Wester- than um, Essos, but that's where the, uh, you know, all the Game of Thrones takes place. Okay. So basically, King's Landing is where... You know that that's where the Iron Throne is. Right. So you don't have to be from you know King's Landing to rule on, because King's Landing is where you rule all the all of Westeros essentially. Okay. So capital. Just the capital, exactly. Okay. And you know north of, well even though, okay so beyond the wall is still considered Westeros. It's still in the same continent. Okay. But but anyone who goes beyond the wall is considered or who lives beyond the wall is are considered free folk. Which is, you know, wildlings. Wild, wild wildlings, mm-hmm. correct. And whatever, whatever else is out there, as you might come to learn, as you keep watching the show. Mm-hmm. And to the and where we see uh, the Daenerys is in Essos. Oh, okay. That's a huge landmass that you know is that's where the Dothraki are. Mm-hmm. And it's just a lot of deserts, a lot of trading, a lot of slavery. Right. Um. That's where the first man came from. That's where they migrated from into Westeros a long, long time ago. Okay. Wow. Okay. So yeah, it's it's a lot of lore. Like this stuff, I I don't just know from watching the show. I had to go back and like you know, read up on it. Exactly. Like that. I I would love to touch on the lore if you guys want to hear it. Yeah, but, sure. And, and this is stuff that has been explained in season one. Like uh, old Nan and and Master, uh, Meister Lewin used to tell Bran stories about this, and it, it kind of would just go over your head if you're not paying attention. Yeah. And, okay. And like um, when John, when he was on his travels to the Wall, he was talking to Uncle Benjamin, and he heard the stories about the you know the Night's Watch and all that. Mm-hmm. And, and 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 Ned would, would also talk about it. So I mean, there's there's a lot of lore that they just talked about that you know if you're not really paying attention, you could easily go right past you. So um, as as Mondi was talking about, so. <clears throat> Westeros and Essos are, are the two main con- well, the two only continents known to man here. Westeros uh, at the time was just it was, you know, pre civilization. It was the first men that was there, and <clears throat> the first men um, just they were just there messing around, you know, kind of just think of like cavemen or whatever. <laughs> I don't know, like, <laughs> and, but they they also touched on there was uh, uh, another life form called the children that they lived with. Like they don't really t- t- talk much about them at this time, but old Nan talked about the children of the forest. Like that was mm-hmm. kind of like a mythical thing. Like, okay, mm-hmm. and then um, it was also touched on that back then 
they had a war with the with the White Walkers and they, the children and the first men, they defeated the White Walkers. And one of the first men, Brand the Builder, he built the wall and enchanted it with some magic that keeps supposed to keep the White Walkers away and whatnot. So that's what that was the history of the wall. Now, okay. anyone who was who was already living beyond the wall, they just got outcasted like they just, you know, it was like whatever, like, sorry, if y'all didn't know about it, but we <laughs> we're building the wall right here. <laughs> And those those descendants end up turning into the wildlings. So the Night's Watch over the time have been fighting to, well, the White Walkers haven't been able to come anywhere near the wall. So the Night's Watch originally was built to protect the the, the people from the White Walkers, but since the you know the magic works so well, they didn't they haven't seen White Walkers in thousands of years. But really, over time, the Night's Watch their biggest problem has been the the wildlings because they've been mm -hmm. coming, they've been trying to get around the wall and going across the mountain or across the the sea. Uh, and raiding villages and, and, you know, raping people and, you know, just causing havoc. So that's been their fight for like thousands of years is fighting the wildlings. But uh, and then south of the wall, um, the, the closest main city is Winterfell. So okay. that's why Winterfell, like they, they also like know a lot of the history of, of the north. And they even to today, they still have like a lot of those old traditions. They still practice the old gods, which is the ones that the children and the first men practice when they right. <clears throat> under the, under those uh, trees with the face on it. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm going to fast forward a little bit. So there was also six other settlements, which eventually turned into kingdoms. OK, so I'm not going to say her name, all of them, but the main ones um, in, in the show at this time are Winterfell. And then there was uh, Dragonstone, where the Baratheons eventually uh, lived. Mm -hmm. And uh, there was King's Landing, which was just not even really a thing at the time, but it was the it was like a big city as a, as a central capital. Um, but eventually, what happened was the first Targaryens who came from Essos, um, Valeria actually, which is we're also the home of the dragons. The first one of the the most powerful Targaryens, he uh, tamed a dragon, or several dragons actually, and he flew over to Westeros and just dominated all the people that was living there and uh staked his claim as the king just and, the mad king right no this was uh aegon the conqueror i want to say okay name. um and then over the centuries the targaryens have ruled and and they turned all those settlements into kingdoms they they gave uh the main houses of those settlements uh like warden of those of those uh those regions but they Lords. would all you know what would you say I think he he made them lords, right? Because they're, uh, they're called Lord of Winterfell and so on. Well, um, so in those times, you, it, it, you didn't have to be all that to be a lord. If you were like a rich house and you were like, you know, had any kind of fame and any kind of influence, you were considered highborn, and that's when you're uh, a lord or a lady. Gotcha. And if you're a poor or, or a peasant, you're you know just you know that's that's just, <laughs> you know. So there was just there was poor. really not much middle class. Middle class is like uh, Peter Tar uh, Peter Baelish right now. Like he's okay. Like a, like he's in between, but so, so eventually, yeah. So over time, um, the Targaryens ruled, and uh, that's just how it was, and it was fine and peace and harmony. But the problem with the Targaryens is that they inbred a lot. So every once in a while, they would have some crazies, mm -hmm. and one of those crazies, uh, and pretty much right before, uh, what thirty, what fifteen, twenty years before the beginning of season one was the Mad King, and. Mm -hmm. Uh, he was, you know, insane. He's out of his mind. So he, he, nobody liked him. He was just uh, a pain in the butt. Um, but the problem was what really kicked off the uh, Robert Baratheon's uh, reign was 
Uh, so Baratheon, he was uh, uh, the heir to Dragonstone, which is where the Baratheons ruled at the time. Um, well, he, for some political reason, I don't, I don't, I don't really know if they explain or don't know why, but he was betrothed to Ned Stark, uh, his, his sister, and uh, and Ned Stark, uh, you know, the Starks were the, the rulers of the House uh, mm -hmm. Stark, Winterfell, Borders of the North, Winterfell, yeah, so. These are, you know, two main houses, uh, but <clears throat> what kicked off the war was um, the Mad King's son. Um, What's his name, Monday? Um, oh man, um, it's not Rhaegar, is it? Yeah, Rhaegar. Yes, Rhaegar. He stole um, Lyanna Stark, and which Ned is Drove, Ned Stark's sister. Yeah, Ned, Star Ned Stark's sister and Robert Baratheon's betrothed. He loved this this woman. Right. He he stole her and. Uh, that kicked off the war, like Baratheon uh, and, and the Starks. They they got all their their main houses in their in their region that allied with them, and they started uh, a war against the Targaryens, which they had a lot of support because the Mad King was crazy anyway. Mm -hmm. So other you know a lot of other houses were like screw it, yeah, let's get this guy out of here. And um, that kicked off the war. They killed the all the Targaryens, and and um, so. Daenerys and Viserys, the, the two surviving Targaryens that they know of, um, they were they were actually uh, the Mad King's. What were they? Uh, yeah, they were the Mad King's daughter, daughter and son. Like uh, like Rhaegar was the older brother, and then Viserys was the middle brother, and then Daenerys was the youngest. They were all the Mad King's children. Uh, mm -hmm. the, the the Mad King's the queen. He uh, when the Targaryens were getting destroyed, the kid the the queen went and cast off her youngest children off to Essos, and with uh, one of her trusted advisors or whatever, and that's pretty much how they they've been living undercover in Essos. Even though the 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 king's land, all everybody in the king knows about them. I mean, the kingdom knows about them, um, as you know, because they have spies and stuff. But they just been kind of just watching them over there. But that's where they start on their story, like eight nine years later and yeah so Robert Baratheon won the throne and that's pretty much where they start. Here we are. <laughs> and, yeah, yeah like and you, also I think you know, it's, it's also important to note that um I'm sorry yeah. to cut you off but that Jamie Lannister was the one that killed the Mad King. Yeah Kingslayer. Yeah. He's known as the Kingslayer. Right. Yeah, okay I'm sorry. So okay so I have a question about that because I mean up to this point they haven't really explained it and Javar, through your through your explanation of the lore, you didn't really explain it either. But so were the Lannisters always in the King's Landing? Like how did how did so, Jamie Lannister sorry. get so close to be able to kill the king? So Tywin Lannister. So the Lannisters are the you know the richest. They're the richest uh, mm -hmm. you know region. They're the richest house. There we go. That's the best way to say it. And Tywin Lannister was the hand of the king. The, you know, Daddy Lannister. Oh, the, okay. You know, he was the hand of the king. And Jamie Lannister, he wanted to be a knight and he wanted to be a King's Guard. So he sworn into the King's Guard, even though his dad didn't want him to. Mm. But that, you know, he did. Um so yeah, that's just kind of where they were there. And so also I yeah, I forgot to mention a few things. So um John Aaron was also a, um, you know, he was Lord of the Erie, which I don't know if they've shown the Erie. Uh yeah, they have for you by now. Um that's where Catelyn went to go see her sister. Yeah. Yeah, that was a weird scene. <laughs> yeah. Um he he was the Lord of the Eyrie. Like that was that was his, his wife. Mm -hmm. Um so <clears throat> he was the Knights of the Bill and the Eyrie and all those crap. He and they, they he added to 
Ned and, and Robert's army. And Robert, like Ned didn't want to be Hand of the King at the time uh, when Robert won the kingdom. So uh, he used John Aaron as his mm-hmm. name. So John Aaron, you know, this also kicked off the beginning of the, of the actual season. Um, he was, he died. And mm-hmm. that was kind of the mystery around that. I'm sure you found out by now what happened there. Right. But They poisoned um, him. Yeah, the Lannisters, but yeah. Um, so, well, Cersei, so, yeah, so, and, you know, well, I'm just not going to, I'm not, we're, <laughs> I don't want to get into too much there, but, um, so, Tywin Lannister, actually, he helped out Robert by, um, he, he had the Lannister army besiege the kingdom and, you know, killed all the, the well, fought off all the, the city watch and basically oversee, well, was about to take over the castle. But the Mad King, he, he had wildfire, which is this explosive green fire, which I'm mm-hmm. sure you've seen by now, too. Yep, they showed um, it. He, he had that planted under the entire kingdom, and he was about to ready to just blow up the entire kingdom because he thought <laughs> everybody was after You know, he thought everybody was after him. He was just uh, uh, paranoid. So he was saying, burn them all, burn them all. He was about to get, he was given the order to, to blow everybody up. And Jamie Lannister, a part of this King's Guard, which is always supposed to be around, especially in times mm-hmm. like this, he stabbed him in the back. Okay. So that's why he's known. So are they going to show that? Like, how do you know that? Um, <laughs> they, they are going to show flashbacks, but they have talked okay. about it. I mean, that's, that, okay. that's well, that's yeah, the I mean, yeah. Okay. So they've talked about it, but I, I knew nothing of the Mad King trying to blow up the kingdom. And I mean, you know, like they've they've always said that he he stabbed the king in the back. I mean, they, they call him the Kingslayer behind his back. Um, and he doesn't like it, quote unquote. But like Jamie yeah. Lannister actually told this story by now, by the end of season two. You should have seen that. Nah, I don't remember that, but okay. It's hard picking up on this stuff on first watch too. Like once you watch, once you watch it a second time, you already know what's going on. It's easier to pick up on things yeah. like little tidbits about the history. Maybe so. Okay, so let's go ahead and uh, let's go on a deep dive into season one. So, in in season one, we 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 kind of talked about it, but the Stark family, um, they are you know they're essentially the the main cast of characters that we see. They they're they're the ones that get the most screen time. So there is Ned Stark, who's the uh, King of Winterfell, Lord of Winterfell, however you want to say it. Um, and I swear that they did not mention this other kid. So in, in, in the first season, there was only Bran. There was Jon Snow. There was, uh, who's the who's the Robert. king now? Robert. He's named Robert, too? It's Robert. They call him Rob. They call him Rob. Okay. Oh, Rob. There was Sansa. There was Arya. Enrican. Bro, they did not mention that little kid. Like yes, I didn't know they he, did. I did not see that little kid until yeah. season two. No, no, he's there. He's there. No, he's he's always there, little. but they don't. They don't show him a lot. He doesn't get, not get a lot of screen time. Yeah. Okay. I'm about to say because I don't, I don't remember seeing him until season two. So anyway, it's like they barely even show Tommen right now in these first couple seasons, even though you know. Yeah, he's yeah. Who? Be more relevant later, but like they, who's Tommen? The uh, Lannister kid. He, he Joffrey's younger brother. Yeah. And Joffrey, yeah, Joffrey they, has a younger I, brother and a younger brother. Yeah, he does. They barely talk about. Okay. Okay. They're gonna be more great. Later. More spoilers. Okay. Great. So, John Snow. Like every minor character becomes a lot more relevant. It's just kind of funny like that. Okay. So in, in season one, uh, to me, John Snow is is the standout. Uh, he's uh, he he's the bastard of uh, Ned Stark. Uh, clearly, the mom just hates him, and it's it's really awkward, but it's kind of entertaining to watch because she hates him so much, uh, but she tolerates him, you know, out of respect for the king, I guess. And, you know, the poor guy, he he doesn't he feels like he doesn't belong because he's a bastard and everybody knows. And he goes to, to, to the Night's Watch and the Night's Watch, from from what I've seen, is essentially just a cult that is protecting the wall. Um, and 
in, in, in the opening scene of Game of Thrones, we see the the Night's Watch, um, three guys getting slaughtered, or two getting slaughtered, and one getting away. Were, were those White Walkers in the beginning? I couldn't really tell. Uh, the, they how were inter- white. Did you interpret it as White Walkers, or did you interpret it as Wild Ends? How'd you how'd you see it? Uh, I mean, I don't really remember it to be honest. Okay. I mean, it's okay. it's it's hard to say. Yeah, as Javar said, whites. Yeah. What does that mean? Whites. Zom- White walkers. Zombies, basically. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, and then you know that's so that, that's something that they also showed in season one is that um they they showed that people are just like reanimating, but only certain people. So is is that people just north of the wall? Like, how does that how does that whole Walking Dead thing work? Mandala. Um, I mean, I feel like you should, you should keep. I feel like you should keep yeah. watching. Oh, okay. See, yeah. Okay. Okay. That's that's all I need. No, thank you. Okay. <laughs> Don't cry spoilers and then be like. No, 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 no. That, that's cool. That's, that's cool. cool. Okay, okay. I, I thank you for for letting me know. Okay. So um so what so uh in in season one uh Mondo, I'll start with you. How was how was Jon Snow and and the Stark family to you? Like, did you? I mean, were 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 they as interesting to you as they were to me? I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I think the Starks is what is the lens that the show wants us to look like the average viewer to look through. Okay. Like these are the you know the good guys you know they have honor they're humble th- things of that nature there must always be a stark in winterfell yeah so i think this is what start, well at least starting off anyway the show wants the viewers to look through the eyes of the stark like, mm-hmm. you know, which is why we are so attached to ned and rob and all them so sure and john is just a you know extension of that even though he's a bastard mm-hmm. and you know as you said earlier john was, was your, your favorite character right now mm-hmm. i actually started off really loving rob Really? Yeah, yeah. And I, I felt like he didn't get any screen time until season two. Yeah, but I, I, like Rob is just so cool with me. I, I, okay. You know, <laughs> I, I like I like Rob a lot. So the young wolf. Yeah, yeah, the, the mm-hmm. young wolf. So I really, I, I really enjoy the Starks too. I think most people do. It's the centerfold of the show. Yeah. And you know, I, I like other houses too, but you know, I, I don't know. I, I don't know where exactly you are. I haven't seen the show in so long, so I'm mm-hmm. not going to say anything about who. Okay. What What about you, Jabbar? What, what What did you think of the Starks um, starting out? Yeah, I mean, just like uh, Monty said, um, well, what's actually interesting is that each each scene is actually meant to look through its the lens of, of a particular character, usually the first character they show, because that's how the books, each chapter is. Like, each chapter is, is you know, from a different character's point of view. Mm. So, um, but it does, they, they, they do a good job of really um, having everything through the through the lens of at least one start, where there's Bran, where there's uh, Jon Snow, where there's Ned, Arya. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it seems like, you know, they are the main characters there, you know, they're the main, the main house and they're the good guys and right. Lannisters are the bad guys. It's pretty much that cut and dry. Yeah. So the, the, the next set of characters that I thought was, um, kind of interesting was, uh, Khaleesi or, you know, Daenerys, uh, Targaryen and the, uh, Dothraki. So coming into the series in 2019, I mean, obviously Jason Momoa is like a huge star now, but. Um, and I guess when the series debuted, he was relatively unknown, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, watching it now, you know, I'm like, oh, there's Jason Momoa. So, I mean, I'm obviously interested in, you know, mm-hmm. his character and what he does. And, you know, I mean, he, he doesn't really last that long, but he, he has, a uh, you know, he's the king of the Dothraki. And um, he's he has a, uh, a few cool kills. And, uh, you know, he's he kills. Uh, I, I don't even remember her brother's name. He was so irrelevant. He was really annoying. But Viserys, right? Yeah, sure. Yeah, um, I, I like I liked how he killed him. It was real. Uh, air. Sure. Uh, yeah, he was <laughs> this, this. You know, he was wild. Like this dude. This dude did not get that he was like in second place. Like, like clearly they wanted the girl Khaleesi to be the, the guy, and he was just like, "Look, 
I will let all these dudes rape you from my throne. Like, well, you don't remember, get this. As you said earlier, well, as Javar said earlier, it's kind of the trend in the Targaryen mm-hmm. household to have these crazies, you know? Oh, okay. Every generation, they have a crazy because they, they just always inbred. They, they keep marrying their sisters. Oh, okay. Or their cousins or whatever. Well, yeah. So, yeah, he, he died a uh, crazy man. Um, but yeah, I mean, Khaleesi, you know, um, obviously they, they, they had a, a, um, they had a lot of hints about her abilities throughout the first season where she's, uh, getting into the bath that's supposed to be too high, where mm-hmm. she touches the dragon egg that's on the fire and it burns the other girl, but it doesn't burn her. Um, and then, you know, the, the end of season one where she goes into the fire and out comes three dragons. I'm burnt. Uh, it was, you know, it was kind of, I mean, it, it was cool, I guess. And look, I also wanted to mention, this is another reason why they inbreed, because they want 100% Targaryen blood, so they could pass down those those mystical dragon, uh-huh. uh, you know, dragon, uh, so they can control dragons and, you know, being mm-hmm. impervious to fire and all that stuff, yeah. So, and yeah, I mean, that, that that's cool and all, but coming into the show, for me anyway, I didn't know that this show was going to be... I guess magical and stuff like that. So like, you know, her having powers. See, she has powers essentially. So I mean her having powers was kinda like abilities, but sure. <laughs> her, her her having powers is kinda weird to me. I was just like, oh, okay, so we have powers now. Um so I guess my my question to you is, and Jabar, I'll start with you. When well, is it's kinda like a hard question to phrase. I'm I'm really I'm just trying to ask you, was it weird that she had powers? Because it was weird for me. I was like, where, where did this come from? It kind of came out of left field. Uh, I mean, no, because they had dragon eggs, so I was hoping they would hatch. I mean. Yeah, like, like, then, like oh, I'm sorry. As far as her, like, not getting burned, I mean, that, I thought, I mean, they were, she, she kept on trying to say. Uh, uh, She's the mother I mean, of they, dragons. Yeah, the mother. Well, not only that, but they kept on just kind of trying to hint that Targaryens were, were some kind of special thing. So I was just like, sure. okay, maybe, maybe she's got something special. I mean, they, mm-hmm. they already hinted they had some kind of mysticism with zombies and stuff. So um, I, I, I was like, yeah. you know, anything could happen at this point. You never know. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, nah, it, yeah, it, it really surprised me. I was like, oh, okay, this is where we're going with the show. Um, I mean, no, I mean, it, 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 you know, it, it definitely made me more interested because, you know, I mean, powers and mysticism and wizards, like, that's, that's, that's right up my alley. Like, it just, I don't, for some reason, I just didn't think the show was going that way. Oh, did, really? did it surprise you at all, Marty? No. You thought it was just going to be straight all. politics? Yeah, because I mean, like, pretty like, much in a world full of dragons and what, zombies and or whatever, is it really that hard to believe that somebody can be not not affected by fire? Well, no, but I mean, like you, you said it earlier, like in in the first season, I mean, in the first scene of, of the show, yeah, I didn't know for sure if that was White Walkers. It could have just been Wildling. So who knows? So like at at that point, I hadn't seen nothing but swords and shields and people killing each other. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, but also you mentioned earlier though that that you had seen spoilers. So I, I assume you've seen. Where the show evolves to Mm-mm. in a least capacity, no? I no, I okay. so all, I mean, essentially so they, all look, of the spoilers. Look, look, they had brand. They had brand. Uh, seeing visions through animals and stuff too. But you didn't think that was? I mean, was I, like that I, I, I I just interpreted it as a little kid having dreams. I mean, he was seeing he was seeing three odd birds, and that's supposed to symbolize death, maybe. Um, I don't know. I mean, he was seeing through the wolf. I just, I just, I literally just thought that that was Even him. Those, wolves, having those, those are those are giant wolves. The yeah, yeah, wolves, the guess. dire wolves. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, you know, it, it's cool and all, but I, <laughs> I just, it, it really just surprised me. I was like, okay, this is where we're going. That's, mm-hmm. I mean, but like I said, like I, I was, I was cool. I was like, oh great, you know, this is, you know, it makes the show more interesting. Um, so let's move on to uh, King Robert and Cersei. 
So they hate each other, but they're supposed to be married because of whatever political thing. And um, oh yeah, I forgot to mention in the lore. Um, so the reason why Tywin was was so willing to you know uh, ally with Robert king was going to marry. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because yeah, his yeah, daughter was going to marry the king. Exactly. He's like, yeah, I'm going to have my daughter uh, marry you since you know the your betrothal is dead. Uh, right. By then, you know, uh, Lyanna Stark is dead. Um. So. Yeah, and that's why Cersei is the queen. But you know, they never had love for each other because yeah. Robert always had eyes on on Lana Stark, and mm-hmm. since then he was just whoring and, and being drunk and just being useless. <laughs> yeah, and Cersei just gave up on him, I guess. And yeah, I, so they 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 had a scene towards the end of season one together where they they were trying to speak openly with each other, and it felt like for the first time in a long time where essentially Cersei was like, you know. Was there ever a chance for us or something like that? And he replied, no. And she was like, I knew it <laughs> kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but other than that, yeah, it, it was it was kind of weird seeing them because, like I said, you know, seeing it through my lens. I mean, I had seen no trailer for this season. I didn't know what was going on. So through my lens, it's just a husband and wife that just don't like each other. And it was just really weird. Um, and, you know, like it, it, it was just so open. Like this dude was just like kissing other girls and hugging other girls and being up all of other girls in front of her. And she was just looking and hating it. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it was obvious that she was plotting, but yeah, it was like really weird. And then they have these children, quote unquote, that are supposed to be his, but are not his. You find that out. Um, so, uh, Monty, I'll start with you. Prince, Prince Joffrey, who turns into the king. Why does everybody hate this kid so much? I mean, yeah, he's, he's really annoying. I, I don't like him, but I mean, do you, do you hate him as much as everybody else does? Hatred. Pure <laughs> hatred, and I don't understand how you don't have that same exact. No, thing. I do. He's cruel. He's the reason. He's the reason why Ned is like gone. Yeah. So, but. I... Oh wait, hold on. This is spoiler free, right? Huh? This is spoiler free. No, no. Well, I mean, season one and season two are fair game. Okay. So yeah, I mean, yeah. He's he's okay. the he 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 gave yeah, the okay. order to kill Ned Stark. Yeah, yeah. When, how do you not hate this kid? You know? I don't understand. He's. I mean, to me, the thing that made me hate him more was when he got uh, Sansa's wolf killed. Yeah, like I was just like, oh, so like you do this little him? bastard. Yeah, yeah, I don't like him. Yeah, okay, no, no, you say he was annoying. Okay, yeah, yeah, he's beyond annoying to me. He's, <laughs> he's the definition of like, <laughs> yeah, he's ugh. yeah, he's a he's a little he's a little entitled brat. Yeah, Javar, yeah. what, what do you think about uh King Joffrey? Well, um, yeah, he's I don't see how you could not hate him. He, he's <laughs> cruel. Um, he he's spoiled. Um, he's he doesn't listen to anybody. He thinks he I mean he doesn't listen to his mom. Doesn't listen to his, his granddad. Um, so Uncle um, Jamie, he, he, yeah, Uncle Jamie, he's, he's just a monster. Yeah. Okay, Daddy Jamie. Yeah, okay, Daddy. Yeah, <laughs> but Very I mean, you kind of you kind of respect that he's his own. He's his own. You know, he's only like what thirteen, fourteen, and he's they said he got was his 17. own backbone. Oh, seventeen. Okay, well he's got his own backbone. Nah, taking the book. In the yeah, book, just say, yeah, book. nah. I respect that. <laughs> yeah, I don't like him. Yeah, I like I, I do like how all, all of the Stark children have their own little wolf. I thought that was really cool in season one where they all got their own wolf. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, you know, uh, Arya's had to run away. Um, Sansa's got killed. Ghost is still alive. I like Ghost. I like I like him the best. Um, Rob's is Rob's is really cool. Can Rob turn into a werewolf or something? <laughs> what? No, but that's oh, like just, the that's like the, the myth the around him. Yeah, that's the myth. Yeah, because okay. he's, he's he's got a wolf out there fighting. He's undefeated. Yeah, it's cool. 
Yeah, and um, <laughs> and Brands Wolf, Brands Wolf, uh, saved his life. Uh, it, it like sleeps with him. I think. Yeah, I, I, I like. I'm like a huge fan of the wolves, and I hope they like all survive. It's like, don't tell me if they die or not. Thanks. Okay, so next, let's move on to some of the the, the Lannisters. So, uh, Peter Dinklage, uh, who I mean, obviously we know from a plethora of film and TV, but um, I was surprised to see that he has such a heavy role in this series in season one and two. He's a uh, he's really a driving force for the storylines. Uh, He's incredibly smart, which, you know, it's cool to see that he's uh, he's relevant. And um, yeah, so Javar, I'll start with you, man. What, what, what do you think about Peter Dinklage's role in uh, Game of Thrones so far? Um, he's essential. I mean, he's one of those guys that, well, he, he's well-traveled. He gets all around the map and mm-hmm. he, he, he links up with all these different main characters, has all these different relationships. And he's he's wise. He's smart. He, he gets his way out of things. He. He figures out how to fight when he has to. <laughs> yeah, I've seen. Uh, so yeah, uh, he's he's a good character, um, for sure. He's one of the actually the only likable Lannister to me. <laughs> what do you think, Monty? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, he's he's the best of Jamie and the best of Cersei. He has mm-hmm. the cunning of Cersei. He has the bravery of Jamie. He's he's a Lannister that you know we that that, that one would aspire to be. And it's just so sad that Tywin just doesn't see that yeah. due to his no impish respect. impish nature or whatever. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, it just I think he just breathes a lot of pathos for his character because you know, he's like like he's he's well traveled, he's intelligent, he finds ways to get out of situations, but due to his disability or whatnot or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, he's seen a different way and he's constantly having to prove himself, which is kinda heartbreaking, but it's it's a it's a great way to um it's a great character for the show in my opinion. Yeah, um so like I said, I mean uh Peter Peter Dinklage's character what is his character's name again? Tyrion. Tyrion, yeah. So his his character in the series is <laughs> you're annoying. His, his character in the series is like essentially, um, you know, he's I, I think I said it earlier, but he's he's involved in like every major storyline. He kind of has his hand in everything. Uh, one one of my favorite things about him was uh, towards the end of season two when he was trying to figure out, you know, who he could trust and who he couldn't trust. He was telling he was telling the uh, I think his name is Varus and Baelish and. Uh, and the maester, he told him like three different stories about where the daughter is going just to see which one would run and tell the queen. And, of course, it was uh, uh, old man maester. maester. But, yeah, I, 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 I really enjoy his 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 smarts. Um, Jamie, Jamie at, at this point is I mean, I don't really care for him. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, apparently he's a really good swordsman, but I don't know if I'll ever get to see that because at this point he's still a prisoner. Um, so who knows? Uh, I mean, he there, he he had a battle with Ned Stark, with a, which looked like he was losing, until his uh, his guards stepped in. So uh, I don't really have too much thoughts on him. I mean, all he's doing is having sex with his sister, to be honest. Um, and Cersei, yeah, I don't like her. Uh, she's 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 almost just as annoying as Joffrey. Um, but you know, as a woman in this time, she's doing what she has to do to stay alive and keep her children alive and keep her place. So I kind of get it. But yeah, what about you, Monty? Do you care about the other Lannisters so far? I guess so far as season two, yeah, as you said, Jamie's pretty neutral. Um, Cersei, that's actually a really good point you just brought up. I, I never even thought about that. Like she's she's doing what she has to as a woman in that time that you just gain respect <laughs> and power. Like yeah, like so I, that's actually a new way for me to look at her now. Because <laughs> you know, I, I always hated Cersei. I was like, you know, oh, wow. for a woman, it must be ten times as hard to gain power. Like and, and so her methods, of course, we, I might not always agree with. Yeah. Or never agree with, but but you know, in her position, you know, her trying to do what she has to do, yeah, 
Yeah, I mean the the I mean in in this time frame, the only thing I mean the only way women can gain power is by marrying powerful men. Yeah, yeah. So you know her husband's dead. Yeah. So I mean she has to do what she has to do to keep her throne essentially. Yeah. Yeah, but you're right. Yeah. yeah, Jafar, what about you? What, what do you care about the other Lannisters at this point in the series? Um, not I mean not Jamie really too much. Um, but mm-hmm. Cersei, she's interesting just because she's uh, manipulative and yeah. Um, it's kind of interesting that she probably just laying low until. You know, just laying low and sleeping with her brother and just, you know, being <laughs> entitled queen or whatever, doing what she wants until um, John Aaron started sniffing around in their mm-hmm. affairs and she got him killed. And ever since then, she's just been getting slimier and slimier. So, yeah, it's just interesting yeah. to see her character evolve. Definitely. So um, we I mean, we, we, we kind of already went into it, but with the White Walkers and the dragons and, you know, obviously, um, you know, toward, in the uh, season one finale, you see the dragons hatch and. There are three baby dragons. Uh, there, you know, there's so many mentions of White Walkers and all of this. So going into season two, the 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 show is just expanding so much. You know, we we meet Tywin Lannister. Who is his name? Is Tywin, right? Mm-hmm. The, yeah, Big Daddy. Uh, Jillian, Jillian, there's one essential thing we have to talk about. How shocked were you when Ned Stark got his head chopped off? I wasn't shocked at all because it was spoiled for me. That's why I didn't talk about it. It was, oh. yeah, it was it, it was spoiled. So like when it happened, I was just like. That ruins the whole. I mean, it does. It, it ruined yeah. it for me. You're right because that like I didn't experience. care. Like because I, he was I pretty didn't much care. the main character of, of season one. So that yeah, should have that should have been a huge shocker. So yeah, it so. should have been. You're right. I agree. But I like I said. I mean, I've I've seen so many spoilers about the show, and that that one was one that I that I wished I could have just scrolled and not seen. But I I saw it, and I was just like, <sighs> so yeah. It it, it, it really really pissed me off. I mean, yeah, I mean, it just made me not like Joffrey. Do you think but... he could have done anything different to, like, what what would have been his best move? And why, why do you think why do you think he felt like he had to stay in, in uh, you know? I mean, that's that, that's who he is as a man and, and a character. I mean, you know, he's, he's a man of honor, quote unquote. So he feels like he has to do, you know, what I mean, a man can only do what he's done all his life. So if if he's been that guy all his life, then that's the guy he's going to be until the end. I mean, he he pledged loyalty to King Robert. King Robert was on his deathbed. He told him, hey, I want you to be the acting king until my heir comes of age. And he tried that. He he put his faith in the wrong people and he got backstabbed. I mean, Sansa tried to beg for his life and it made it, you know, Joffrey made it seem like it was all good. And he, you know, he gave the order to get him killed. So he was doomed either way, really. That's, that's kind of just like life, right? Like you can't. Like you can't if you do, damn if you don't. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. And also, I, I think. Yeah, I think his code of honor was his code of honor bit him in the ass at the end because mm-hmm. he was so you know what's the word I can't even think of the word so loyal. Yeah, he, he's just so loyal and he's so he, he's so you know stuck on honor that why would you tell Cersei right that you know that right. that you know of their affair like. Mm-hmm. Like, like, yeah, like it, it, it's pros and cons to being that honorable of a man. Yeah, you know. What but I'm I think, I think that that part in particular has to do with him being a king. Because I mean, you know, being a being being a king and being a man in power, you get your way, and you, you're used to people treating you and talking to you in a certain respect. So him being a king for most of his life, mm-hmm. he's probably like, all right, I'm gonna tell you this once. Mm-hmm. You you do it, you fix it. I don't care if you're the queen. I don't care about none of that. Because in his mind, at that point in his mind, he was about to be the acting king. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you know, he was probably just like, look, you know, get it done. Save your children because this this is what's going to happen. Yes, yeah, true. But also he still has suspicions that she, she was the one who killed 
John Aaron. Yeah. So yeah. like, while so knowing that, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. Yeah. No, this he, is his cool. home court. This isn't his home his home ground. You know, yeah, she's got yeah. foreign land. Yeah. 15, mm-hmm. 20 years of living here in the capital, and got you know all these people in her pocket. Well, he's got only his men that he brought down here. It was just it was hella naive, and you know. Yeah. That's that's kind of like a problem with being too good and being too honorable. Like, <laughs> and that's <laughs> that's, that's, that's kind of like what a lot of a lot of main characters have to learn is is the game. Yeah. yeah. Game of Thrones. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Very good, Jamar. I like how you do that in there. <laughs> I like how you do that in there. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, in, in season two, like I said, you know, the 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 world expands greatly. You know, we, we meet a, a lot of new characters. We meet the Lannister's dad, Tywin. We meet, well, we don't meet, but, you know, we, we finally get to see Rob Stark um, actually get some screen time. We get to see his friend uh that is lord of the sea or i can't remember the dude's name but oh, theon. theon theon yeah so, so Rachel, betrays you really him. know his story yeah 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 they, they explained it i mean i just don't care um but the listeners i mean no i mean we because he, he he is he's becomes more relevant so oh, he does um, i'm hoping he's gonna die that sucks <laughs> So, so he's from the the Iron Islands, which is uh, mm-hmm. a small, you know, region that that defects from the kingdom. Like they just kind of act on their own, and they raid villages around the king, around the, the kingdoms and whatnot. But they're like their own separate islands, is just close enough. Yep. And um, they have an army of ships. Yes, they have a lot of ships. Yeah. So they, um, so Ned and his in, in the north, they went and just smacked them down, and 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 because they were trying to start some st- some stuff the iron you know the ironborn they were starting some stuff so ned and, and his people went down and smacked them down and and basically instead of killing the uh the lord of the iron islands he said look uh you're gonna yield to these terms and i'm gonna take your son as uh well, actually old boy offered his son up as mm-hmm. like a you know uh offering of of, of peace good faith of mm-hmm. peace yeah um so that's theon and theon has been with the starks for like 15 years but he's yep. been uh, uh you know they've been treating him well like they they even though he's a prisoner there they they don't like you know they treat him like a son almost mm-hmm. so he's grown to be like pretty much best friends with, with uh rob and john like brothers well, actually actually he gives john a hard time because he's a bastard just someone he could bully but you know all three of them kind of grew up together yeah which also speaks to you know how how honorable a man that is because most kings who have a war don't treat them like their own son sure right they treat they treat well Sansa's a ward of the of the capital right now and they're you know besides her getting tormented by Joffrey they still treating her decently well but that's not that's another example I want to say not really though because I mean at the end they uh uh Joffrey like it's just like uh yeah you're right I don't I don't want her anymore she's a traitor her brother's a traitor <laughs> and then uh I mean you know I, I don't know what happens next but uh basically at the end of season two she kind of just got cast aside and she was looks like she was about to leave with uh Baelish but we'll see. But yeah, um, you know, we, we, we're meeting a lot of characters. And one of the ones that creeped me out the most is this this witch lady um, in the red, whatever her name is. I don't like her. So she she brings old dude down to uh, to get on the boats or I, I can't remember. He, he was smuggling her somewhere and they get to this little gate and, you know, she takes off her robe and she's super pregnant. And then she sits down and she burps out like a spirit. And that like really freaked me out. Like it was super, super weird. Mm-hmm. And then the spirit goes and kills um, uh, uh, Renly brother. Renly, yeah, which is uh, uh, you know, Robert's King's brother. Yeah, youngest brother. And, yeah, yeah, and uh, 
yeah, I mean, you know, that was really weird. But you know, the the show the show is expanding. You know, there's it's magic and dragons and wizards now. So, Mondo, what was your reaction to that scene? I imagine that had to be a huge scene in the series. Yeah, no, it, it was cool. It was, a, I think, it was a good character introduction. Um, character introduction for who? Well, 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 not character introduction, but more so a power introduction of oh, you know to the witch lady. Yeah, Melisandre. Uh-huh. And um, yeah, you know, up until then, we thought that you know, uh, what's his name, that Renly Baratheon was, you know. Uh, a fair chance at, at winning the throne. Yeah, so you know he has a hundred thousand soldiers. Yeah, so you know that was a huge death. Uh, how do you feel about Stannis? Do you like Stannis Baratheon at all? Not really. No. So like the 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 whole the whole fight for the throne thing is kind of secondary to me. Like I really don't care about it. Okay. Um, I think, and the, the the reason I think that it's that it's so boring is because I I used to watch Spartacus. I was a huge fan of Spartacus. Um, there's a show that came on Stars, and that was all about the fight for. I mean, it wasn't a fight for a throne. It was a fight for freedom, essentially. But it had so much war mm-hmm. in it, and I'm kind of warred out. Like I'm just, I'm just so tired of seeing it. But um, yeah, I mean, you know, it, it's fine. Stannis, uh, he got his butt kicked at the end of the season, but uh, he's still alive somehow. So uh, yeah, and, yeah. And with Stannis, like, like, do you understand his conviction as to why he feels like he? Like, I mean, technically, he is the rightful king. Yeah. I mean, his brother died, and those children ain't his children. So okay. yeah, I mean, he, he also, should be king. Yeah. yeah, and also, you know. The, uh, the witch lady, as you call her, Melisandre, has told him that he is the reincarnation of um of the hero from year, from like a thousand years or something like that back who killed the White Walker. So he he really believed. Oh that. wow! Yeah, I didn't catch that. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. And kept showing him visions in the fire. Yeah, the Lord of Light. Yeah. So she only showed him one vision to where I'm at, and I didn't see what the vision was. I mean, he just looked, and he was like, "Yes." So. That's all. That's, that's, yeah, she that's also took like his like, took his blood or something right and and did like something in the fire three offering so no she did man because that's that's that was like right before the scene where uh they had sex and then next thing you know um oh, Sir Davos is smuggling her mm-hmm. to the to the beach okay yeah I missed that so. too interesting interesting stuff yeah I don't like her I, mean, uh, I love Sir Davos too by the way I I just like him as a character as a guy. Yeah, he looked looked like he got killed though at the end of the season when he got blown up, mm-hmm. him and his son. So, I guess we'll see about that too. Um, so yeah, uh, I mean, and yeah, at this point, Theon is uh, Theon has this plan to uh, you know take over Winterfell because he's not getting respect from his sister, he's not getting respect from his dad. They don't really want him there. So you know, as Rob is all fighting this war that you know because his dad got killed and they're all fighting for the throne, blah blah blah. Rob don't want the throne. He he, he wants his sisters and he wants his dad's corpse. But point is, nobody's there to protect Winterfell. So Theon goes home to the Greyjoys, and he is—he's not received very well. He gets one ship, and these, you know, this motley crew, and you know, they tell him to go take some small fisherman in town. But he ends up going to take Winterfell. Um, to me, that was like a monstrous betrayal. Um, that's why I said like he has to die. Uh, Javar, how, how how did you feel about um, Theon going to take Winterfell at that point? I mean, it was just another crushing blow for the Starks. It's like, man, like you're you're here, you know, your your dad gets killed, your family's all spread out, trying yep. to, and you're trying to fight a war, and then you're getting stabbed in the back at home. Yeah, you know, your right hand man. So yeah, that's just like, it's tough. And I mean, Theon already was kind of a kind of a douche, like really up until this point. So mm-hmm. they didn't make him that likable. So it's like, uh. But yeah, yeah, I mean. 
his character goes through a lot. So it's just keep watching. What about you, Monty? Yeah, I have the exact same, you know, thoughts as Javar, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, I do. I, I definitely add to that. Okay. So, um, yeah, just keep watching out for the, um, Okay, great. Uh, all right, so yeah, and then you know, there's there's, there's so many storylines to keep up with, but uh, fast forwarding to Daenerys. So throughout throughout season two, essentially, you know, there her and the small Dothraki people that she have are just wandering through the desert and just dying one by one, and they finally get to uh, this land where the thirteen are there, and uh, they initially don't welcome her in, but this dude, I can't say it, Zoro Zawazos, whatever his name is, <laughs> lets her in. And you know, uh, one black they, dude. Yeah, the way exactly the one black guy. They uh, they let her in, and you know she she has her dragons, and then her dragons get stolen by the warlock, and the warlock can like multiply himself, and yeah, it it it, it, it was getting a little too sorcery. So I'm glad that they that she that she her dragons killed him. Um, she has this little command. I forget what it is that makes them breathe fire. There we go. And uh, yeah, they just they breathe fire and killed him. It was a really cool scene. I really enjoyed it. Um, and, you know, the black guy got locked in his tomb that didn't have any money in it. So uh, what, Javar, I'll start with you, man. What do you think about Daenerys and her storyline in season two? Look, I'm going to be honest, man. This is like the closest thing this series get, has to filler. Like, that, oh, wow. that whole that whole storyline was not significant for anything other than she knows she learned that to the the command for her fires to, i mean her dragons mm-hmm. to breathe fire so okay. i mean yeah there's there's really nothing else to really take away from that to be honest same for you money yeah but yeah like but it's still cool seeing the evolution of the growth of her dragons and all that mm-hmm. you know just just seeing them get bigger as, as a viewer is just cool and so powerful and yeah that's that's something i want to touch on too because like i i mean is there going to be a time skip anytime soon because they're like really really small and they're supposed to she's supposed to ride them into battle and kill everybody so yeah like every season they skip like you know months or even maybe a year or two ahead of time oh okay okay yeah and it's been it's been established that dragons can grow fairly fast okay okay that's like over time you should have seen like the the wolves get bigger yeah like that kind of signifying has been months and they they even kind of talk about it when they're traveling it's been months on the road stuff like that Mm -hmm. so it it, it goes by like that like subtle hints Mm mm-hmm and yeah we 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 mentioned a little bit earlier with the starks and how they're all spread out so poor Arya. Uh, she's on her own. She she's on her own, I should say. Um, she's had to pose as a boy to you know just evade death <laughs> and capture. Um, and then you know, lo- I mean, it's weird how this this happened. But Tyrion Lannister finds her in the in this little camp that that he has and picks her out as Tywin. a girl. And Tywin, excuse me, Tywin Lannister finds her, uh, picks her out, and makes him makes her a a cup maid and. She's hearing all these plans about battle and, you know, I mean, she she, she almost blew her cover a few times or she's, you know, she can read and she don't know where she's from and stuff like that. But it was it was real cool cat and mouse stuff, because in my opinion, I think I think Tywin knows something is up with this girl. Like he can't he can't be so stupid as to think that she's just some normal little girl. But um, I, I, I really enjoy Arya. I, I, I like that. She's not just some Barbie doll girl. She don't want to grow up and marry a prince like she want to fight. Um, so Mani, I'll start with you. How, how do you how do you feel about Arya and her storylines? Do you like her at all? Yeah, yeah, I love Arya. She's such a you know different take on, as you said, the typical princess. Yeah, and uh, yeah, like you know, like Theon, just keep watching her and see her evolution, and and uh, I think I think you're gonna be really um, really uh, 
enjoy what well, not the word what's the word you gotta be really delighted mm-hmm. about where her story goes and um yeah just keep watching <laughs> okay javar what about you do you like aria right now yeah man uh like you said she's different um she's she's defiant um and she she just has a little flair about her um but right. yeah she definitely her character definitely evolves she she evolves into like a whole different <laughs> class of character like it like it's cr- oh, kind of cool. crazy um how much she goes through really almost all of the main characters go through crazy changes i mean like from brand where's he at now he's just kind of like uh, he's, he, he's he's hiding under it well no he's uh what t- since theon took over the winterfell he's kind of just captured or what well so at this point it looked like at the end of season two theon for some reason they were surrounded like theon and the little guys like the 20 men that they had there were surrounded in winterfell um I think Rob sent 500 men or something like that to take it back. And um, Theon was trying to, you know, trying to get them hyped to go out there and die and do knock them over the head and drug them out, put it back over his head and right. drug them out. So I don't know what's going on with that. Yeah, um, that was uh, so that was uh, the Bolton's man. He sent he sent some he, he offered up some men to go back and check on mm-hmm. and take back Winterfell. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, then they they saw that uh, uh, the old old guy was he he crawled by his tree so he could die with the old gods. That was a little sweet scene. Um, I don't know. They 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 didn't show that. They just showed that they were like you know they they watched him die and they walked away. So I don't know where they went. Um, I guess we'll find out. Um, and then moving I mean, to John. Not at Winterfell anymore. Is what I'm trying to say. They look like they were to me. But I, that's what I'm saying. Like I, I don't know. Uh, and yeah, so Jon Snow, he he's out there on a mission with his, uh, with his, uh, what are they called? Night Night's Watch guys. And um, you know, they they meet some wildlings, and he's for some reason he takes this girl and doesn't kill her. He keeps her alive. So he's starting to get annoying because like, why would you do that? Um, and then, yeah, you know, she leads him to the wildlings and the bone guy, and he sees this whole new city uh, of, of wildlings. It looked huge from, you know, the brief glimpse that I saw of it. And then the season ends with you see the White Walkers coming um, on zombie horses. That was really weird. So, so I guess to touch on some things here that we that we uh, kind of brushed that we didn't touch over. Um, so with the, the Night's Watch, at first they were out um at Castor's place right this this guy that's got all his daughters that he keeps mm-hmm. marrying yep so <clears throat> marrying and impregnating so they show they show yeah. that what happens to the sons right yes that well he he's offering them up to somebody it didn't say who but i'm guessing white walkers i don't know yeah and then they saw they showed the baby get her the, the eyes turn blue no they didn't i didn't see that they they did man okay well, like, I, right I, I was like the end of the episode okay <laughs> Yeah, so the the White Walkers take like this guy's offering up his sons to the White Walkers, and the White Walkers are not attacking him because they're doing that. So mm-hmm. that's why he's a, he's not worried about none. Um, so, so the White Walkers are really, like intelligible. They have some level of intelligence, so they're not just yes, zombies. Okay, yes. interesting. And um, so they're turning. I'm not I'm not going to go any further than that. But yeah, they're 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 doing something with the babies, and clearly they're turning them into something like turning their eyes blue. That's sure. The only thing to really show, like live babies. So yeah. Um, so that I just wanted to to mention that. So keep mm-hmm. that in mind. Um, and 
why did why did John split up from his men when they were out with uh with Igret and well, the rest of those wildlings? Yeah, so like when when they found her, um, he was like, you know, you know, this is my kill essentially. Like I'll do it, and they they just left. I was like, all right, we'll need to see this, and they left, and he couldn't do it, so he tied her up, and he and tried like to find her. They couldn't find each other. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, she got away and she ran and he caught her. It was just, it was so stupid. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so they're just split. Okay. All right. So yeah, and then yeah, they showed the White Walkers. Uh, what was the context there? So I mean, well, before that, uh, they were traveling in a group of four. Um, John, uh, the leader guy, who everybody knows, and then two no names. So the two no names got killed. They captured the leader guy and they captured John when the girl brought him to the uh, wildlings. And then John and the leader guy fought, and he killed the leader guy. And then that's when he showed up in the city. And then so those are some rangers, some White Walker rangers that were out doing a mission, but they were just kind of out for a long time lost. I think that was the whole point of what their mission was. They were trying to retrieve those men. Yeah. And then um, they showed the the ones that were left back uh, trying to set up a camp or something. And then they heard the three horns, which meant that White Walkers are coming. Um they tried to run, Fat Boy, um, Fat Boy fell. Then they showed the, I'm guessing the king of the White Walkers, on his little zombie horse, and just a whole bunch of zombie guys. And then the season ended. Yeah. So, so yeah. those are the White Walkers, and they have an army of the, the dead. Mm-hmm. So Mandela, I want to get your opinion on, uh, on, well, I guess you kind of already know, so it's not an opinion, but up to this point, the White Walkers are they were just myths essentially because like we hadn't really seen them mm-hmm. just like dragons i mean we hadn't really seen dragons until you know yeah. daenerys showed the dragon so um when when the white walkers finally came and you saw them for real in the end of season two uh what was your reaction uh i kind of already had a you know a suspicion that they were out there based on the various clues that were presented in season one and season two right but it was very f- fulfilling just to actually see them and mm-hmm. but their numbers did surprise me is how many really? of them there was yeah and okay yeah, and it just brought more so of a threat for the oncoming seasons. So, yeah, I mean, it, it was cool, and you know, yeah, yeah. And Javar, me and you kind of talked about this a little bit, but and then, you know, I, I guess it's a spoiler, so we don't have to go into it. But um, you know, it 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 kind of reminded me of The Walking Dead, where if you die, you come back regardless. So, I mean, to to my knowledge, I mean, I've only seen the first two seasons, so it looks like almost i don't know it looks like just wildlings or people that are not within the borders of the wall if if you die you turn into a zombie i don't know i guess i'll find out but since it's a spoiler we don't have to go into that um oh the sex yeah so like there's like a there's (laughs) there's so much sex in this series and again coming from spartacus where there was a lot of sex in that um maybe i'm just sexed out i i don't know but I, i i feel like some of it is just so pointless um, I mean, I guess Peter Baelish has to have something to do because he runs a brothel. Uh, but Javar, wh- wh- do you do you think that there's pointless sex in in this series, or is it is it just whatever? Uh, I guess um, I I just don't really notice. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, they do have a lot of scenes in brothels, but it's not like it's it's like main characters having a lot of sex. It's yeah, sure. they just have like you know brothels and just kind of background. That's that's just the setting. I guess they're just trying to say a lot of lords like to go into brothels. I, I guess that <laughs> implying that, that that's just a common thing. A lot of business was done in brothels. Mm-hmm. That's in, instead of like bars or, or taverns, they went to brothels. That was more what, what highborn people did. So. Sure. 
What about you, Monty? Did that did, uh, did that stick out to you at all? <laughs> um, no, no. Like, yeah, it's just to illustrate the world more, you know, more more vividly, show what was going on. Not to not trying to sugarcoat anything. Yeah, at times it can be a little crass. Like, you know, maybe they, you know, maybe it seems like every episode needs that one sex scene. <laughs> it seems like they have more than that. Keep the yeah, were um, watching, but yeah, you know, Probably it, not man. It's just become it's a not every episode. <laughs> No, well, I feel like as the show goes on, you get less and less sex. But starting off, I know I, I remember it being, I remember it being in abundance. <laughs> but like, yeah, it, it doesn't bother me. It just makes the world feel more real, in my opinion. Like, this is How about really the incest? Fun. I hear that. I hear that more is like was well, something that bothers people. Is yeah, incest scenes particularly yeah. between Jamie and Cersei. Yeah, but there was only the one that I remember well, seeing. Well, they, they had they had oh. the interaction where like Viserys took off Daenerys' whole gown and was filling her up butt naked. Oh. Like in the first episode as well, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so that I was prepared for. Um, I mean, so it didn't bother me. I, I know that mom was just like, I don't want to see that. So, I mean, I don't know. I kind of just, uh, it, it, it didn't really bother me because, you know, who, uh, you know, it's, that's just the way they did things, I guess, back then. I didn't try to read too much into that. Um, it didn't bother me at all. Yeah, same. Same, yeah, okay. So, yeah, um, wow, where are we? Oh, so yeah, Told Jafar, you, you said that you started watching the show in what, season two? Yeah, about halfway through season two. Um, I went and binge watched season one and caught up before the, the uh, finale of season two. So what, what what makes you enjoy this show so much? I mean, this show is a, is a huge series. It seems like everybody loves it. Why do you in particular like this show so much? Um, once I started getting, like, started understanding what was going on i started getting attached to the characters and uh just their, their mm-hmm. stories just started becoming more and more interesting and i just got more involved and just started being characters that i disliked and um you know uh set pieces that i didn't care about that i didn't like but eventually i realized i had to go back and watch again because stuff i didn't i wasn't paying attention to was actually important like stuff mm-hmm. at the wall and and some of the politics stuff so yeah i mean i just i really enjoyed how deep it was and i enjoy um, you know, I, I, honestly, for me, I only invest like when it comes to shows. When, it, when I really like watch all of it and watch it through, I only invest in like stuff that's really the best and has deep stories. Like that's just how I am. So mm-hmm. to me, it's just to me. Like uh, Mondi said earlier, this is the best show of all time to me. Like it's I, I hope wow. it ends correctly, but um, as it is now, I'm, I'm not having any more enjoyment out of anything like I've had with Game of Thrones. Wow. What about you, Mondi? Why, why do you like this show so much? Yeah. It's yeah. Like. They just spent so much time on. Well, I know it's based off the, off the books, but they just spent so much time on on the lore and it just as a you know as a watcher and as somebody a viewer or whatever, or somebody who just likes to you know likes film and TV to see them take this much time and really flesh out a full history mm-hmm. of fictional events. It's just so yeah, it's just so you know it's so it's so nice to see that and like the acting is stellar. The the set pieces are stellar. The CG you can just tell time is taken you know is put into this mm-hmm. and the script like everything is just top tier to me. Costumes, yeah. Like, have you just... guys noticed that the Lannisters always wear gold and and, and crimson? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Well, they're you know like you said they're the richest family, so yeah. I mean they you know they always wear top notch stuff. Like, 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 yeah, just like how different houses and factions tend to dress alike and wear like the same type of stuff, like how the Starks always wear like a lot of uh, like uh, wolf coated stuff and, um, yeah. you know, just stuff like that. I just I'm, I'm really interested. I really love how how much detail they put into it. Like Mondi was saying, it's it's mm-hmm. honestly, I don't know how you couldn't love it, Joanne. <laughs> oh, I've only seen the first two seasons. So, 
Yeah, we'll we'll see. Uh, so, how, how long did it take you to actually like fall in love with the show? Like, were you Jabbar? Were, were you pretty much um, like like a super fan of the show right when you started watching it? For me, it took um, by the end of season three. I was like all the way in. I was like, oh okay. wow, yeah. I mean, I was I was pretty excited for um, you know. Obviously, I started halfway through season two. So by the mm-hmm. time. Um, I was really, you know, the one of the people like waiting for the next season to come on. I was mm-hmm. waiting for season three, and season three delivered. Like, yeah, by the end of it, you're gonna be like, okay, I'm in. That's good to know. What about you, Monty? Yeah. So for me, it was at the end of season one when they chopped off Ned's head. Oh wow! I was just like, what? Like the protagonist of the show? Like, <laughs> you're just gonna kill him like that? And yeah. And, you know, actually, I, I've had this notion up until now. Actually, it's so it, with you, you changed my whole notion that. People who don't like Game of Thrones initially are just not intellectual. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I know that's, that's not that's too. not smart to too. think that. You know, I I'm was almost like, disappointed. I, I, yeah, I'm like, for me though, man, I'm almost like disappointed when people don't like Game of Thrones. I'm like, man, you must, you yeah, must not, like, this you just goes not, over your head. You're not smart. Yeah, yet. you must not be able to comprehend certain things. But you, I, I know you since seventh grade. I know you. You know, you're you're, you're not dumb or anything like that. You're, <laughs> and you know, you're, you're not like you know. Well, so you. it's just so you, you hearing you say you know that it didn't stick with you at first. Now I have a different outlook on people who say they might not like it. Maybe it's, maybe it's not for everybody because I was under the impression it was for anybody who has a sense of, you know, a sense of, you know, you enjoy fiction, you enjoy film. You have to just like this automatically. Sure. So, you know, it's, so hearing you say that you didn't it, it didn't really catch you at first is uh, changing my whole viewpoint on people who may not like it. Maybe it's not for everybody, but mm-hmm. I know that I just love the show to everything, everything. In me. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, I don't I mean, I, I'm not I'm, I'm not here to say that Game of Thrones is awful, um, you know. It was. I'm not gonna lie. It, it it was hard getting through the first season. Like I just, but I mean you because thing was happening already. Yeah, I mean I was I was presented with so many spoilers and you know like I said like I'm 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 so tired of the the war and the betrayal. Like I just that that that, that kind of that, that kind of crap was major in season one and I just didn't care about that. Um, so you know t- towards the end of season one and going into season two when they started going into more mythical things. With the, with the dragons and the wizards and warlocks and you know that that stuff brought me in a little bit more. And there hopefully, there has been one wizard on that show. What do you why do you keep bringing up wizards? Yes, he was the dude that kept multiplying himself in the thirteen. He was a wizard. That's what they called him, a warlock, a warlock. wizard. Same thing. Yeah. A warlock and wizard, different. Okay, you go on. No, not. Anyway, so <laughs> so yeah, I mean, you know, ho- hopefully, hopefully by the end of season three, you know, w- w- once I see the red wedding and all that, you know, hopefully I'll, uh, you know, I'll love the show too. Um, but we'll see. Hold on. You, you, the red, the red wedding. You know what that is, bro? I told you, I've seen so many spoilers for this oh, show. Oh my, bro, that okay? Now, bro. Wow, <laughs> that's, that's, that's purpose now. Yeah, that's no, I mean, I, I don't, I don't know what it is, oh, okay. but I know that it's supposed to be like a monumental a thing okay, in okay. Game of Thrones. Okay, well, still, so okay. you know, you know, as soon as I see uh, Jamar, you said it's what season three episode, whatever. As soon as I see red wedding come up, I'm like, all right, finally. Oh, so man. I know, right? The, and you the know, second so, the last like, episode is always a banger. It's always like the most dramatic episode of the season. So. And I think George R. R. Martin keeps writing those. I'm pretty sure he wrote season one, episode nine, and season two, episode nine. So, yeah. But um, and yeah, I mean, you know, picture picture from from from, from my perspective yeah, right now. To. Yeah, yeah, I'm trying. To. Like you know, it 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 sucks that I know that about this series already. I mean, yeah. I wish I didn't. Yeah. I I hate spoilers, but. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, you know, I I understand yeah. that it's, it's so much deal. more effective when but I said, it's me, okay though. Jabbar, probably when we watched it, when we like when we saw the episode titled Red Wedding, we, we whatever. Yeah, what the hell is a Red Wedding? And sure. then, wow, what the world just happened? <laughs> yeah, like, you know, it's just so much more effective. You know, what's funny, Monty? I actually did hear about the Red Wedding from book readers. Like, oh, you did? I, okay. I heard, I heard okay. that was like a monumental thing because okay. the, the actual episode is not called the Red Wedding. It's called the Reigns of Castamere. 
Okay, 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 okay. okay. <laughs> so, yeah, so I don't even think, I think, I don't remember who references as the Red Wedding. I don't even know if it's referencing the show. I think it is, like, after the fact or something, but. Yeah, okay, yeah. okay. And yeah, so guys, let's wrap it up, man. This is my final question. Uh, Javar, I'll start with you. So, do you have any final takeaways from the first two seasons or, you know, something something to look forward to aside from the Red Wedding, <laughs> uh, you know, for, for listeners that, uh, that haven't seen uh, season three or beyond yet? Well, there's plenty more huge spoilers to come. I mean, there, there's a <laughs> lot of shocking things, a lot of crazy events that happen. I mean, this show takes a lot of twists and turns. So mm-hmm. many characters are going to evolve into things that you probably don't see coming right now, or maybe you do. Um, so, yeah, just stay tuned. To me, what's funny is that I thought season two was, I, I was, I was kind of underwhelmed when I, when I was watching it. Uh, really? First, when I was first going through it. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I was really attached to season one. I feel like season two, I mean, yeah, the, the Battle of Blackwater was cool. But other than that, there was just a lot of more expansion. I was ready to get it going. Yeah. So season three starts to get going a little bit. And then after season three, then uh, the, the entire uh, world, like, was the, like the focus of the story changes. Mm. And, 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 and they have to they take a little while to introduce major themes again. But it, the, the show takes another twist then. So, yeah, just keep watching, man. It's. If if you're not into all this this war and politics, I mean, it, it evolves into more stuff later. And what about you, Monty? Uh, any major takeaways from the first few seasons and something to look forward to going ahead for people that haven't seen season three and on? Yeah. So just yes. Well, something to well something to look forward to. Just just pay attention to the the little history lesson that they give. It, it might seem monotonous mm-hmm. at the time. It might seem insignificant, but everything they say pays off, which is why I also appreciate this show. Yeah. Like it's. There's no loose ends. A, yeah, there's a payoff to every thread line. So just just pay attention to the dialogue. Don't be on your phone while you're watching it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know how you could be anyway, but I know some people are like that. And you know, just, yeah, just pay attention to character development and see, just see, try and guess where you think characters are going based on their previous motivations and things of that nature. And just mm-hmm. it's just fun to watch how things play out. And uh, yeah, I mean, I don't want to give away too much, but that's that's all I'm gonna say regarding that. Okay. Fellas, I appreciate both of y'all coming on, man. This was a great episode. You guys have gotten me excited to uh, keep watching Game of Thrones. Uh, hopefully we didn't spoil too much for anybody that uh, has not seen the show. Um, at this point in time, I've only seen the first two seasons, so I'm going to plan to watch seasons three and four within the next few days. And um, we'll have to do another pod and uh, debrief on it. So thank you again, guys. I really appreciate y'all coming on, man. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, man. It was fun. Thanks. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode of the Current Era Podcast. I hope you really enjoyed it. Um, I hope we didn't get too spoilery for you. Uh, We tried our best to stick within season one and season two. Thank you so much to Javar and Mandala for keeping, you know, the podcast as spoiler free as possible. I know it's hard for you guys because, you know, I know you guys are completely caught up and you've seen so much. Um, So thank you so much, guys. And we're definitely going to do this again once I finish season three and season four. We're going to come at you guys with another episode. But, um, yeah, man, this was so much fun. Uh, thank you again to Javar Monolo for taking time to come on and talk about Game of Thrones. And, guys, that's all for today, man. Please remember to like, rate, and subscribe. You can always follow me on Instagram at Jules. That's J-O-U-L-3-S. And, yeah, guys, the Current Era Podcast. Thank you so much. Please share it with your friends. Share it with somebody at work. Share it with anybody that you know. Make our podcast grow. Make our podcast grow. Did I sound like Donald Trump? (laughs) I really hope I didn't. But yeah, thank you so much, guys. Thanks for all the love and support.